The top stories this week on the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Wisconsin lawmakers vote against cannabis legalization. Canopy growth sells. Terra Ascend to list on TSX. All this and more on the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Each week we try and bring you the best insight into the business of cannabis in North America and Europe. If you've got any feedback, do let us know. The links to contact us are in the show notes. Wisconsin lawmakers vote against legalization. For the second time in two months, Wisconsin lawmakers have voted against a bill that would have introduced adult-use cannabis despite voter support. The two proposed amendments to the $104 billion state budget proposal that was put forward in February were voted down 22 to 11, a move that's been described as fiscally irresponsible by Senator Melissa Agard. The vote leaves Wisconsin one of only a handful of states in the country that have not moved to regulate adult-use cannabis. Speaking to Marijuana Moment, Agard stated, We know that Wisconsin is continuing to be more and more of an island to prohibition in the Midwest. We're falling behind in Wisconsin. We're more dangerous because of the prohibition of cannabis. And she added that prohibition continues to be very harmful to our state. It creates less safety. We're infringing on people's personal liberties and freedoms because consumption is not harmful to the greater community. Canopy Growth Sells Canopy Growth Corporation has confirmed it's now completed the sale of its facility in Modesto, California. The sale brings the total number of facilities sold off by Canopy Growth to five for a total of 81 million Canadian dollars since the 1st of April 2023. The company anticipates generating up to a total of 150 million Canadian dollars from facility divestitures by September the 30th, 2023. David Klein, CEO of Canopy Growth, said, Today's announcement reflects our continued focus on strengthening Canopy Growth's balance sheet and demonstrates the rapid execution of our transformation to an asset-light, North American-focused cannabis business on an accelerated path to profitability. They also announced the appointment of PKF O'Connor Davis, LLP, as its independent registered public accounting firm for the next financial year. North American cannabis operator TerraSend is set to see its shares listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange next week. The Ontario-based company, which trades in both the US and Canada, will begin trading under the ticker TSND from July 4th, according to a press release. As part of the new listing on the larger TSX, TerraSend's common shares will be delisted from the Canadian Securities Exchange at the close of markets today. Business of Cannabis reported last week that TerraSend had secured conditional approval for the listing. Days later, it announced that it was increasing its previously announced equity and debenture offering from $15 million to $20 million. The offering closed on Wednesday, June the 28th, seeing the company raise $20 million, the proceeds of which were set to fund expenses related to its TSX listing, alongside its recent acquisition of assets in Maryland. Yesterday, as this is being recorded, June 29th, TerraSend announced separately that it had secured a further $25 million loan from Stearns Bank, 
and entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Maryland medical cannabis dispensary Hempaid. Hempaid, which trades as Blue Ridge Wellness, was acquired for $6.75 million, including $3 million in cash. And in other news for North America... New Hampshire's passed new legislation which will enable medical cannabis patients from other states and Canada to purchase therapeutic cannabis. The New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services announced yesterday, at the time of recording, that the state's alternative treatment centers will now be able to issue prescriptions to tourists. Patients visiting from other states will be required to show their cannabis ID card and matching photo identification and can only purchase up to two ounces three times per year. The medical conditions currently approved by New Hampshire include autism spectrum disorder, moderate or severe post-traumatic stress disorder, moderate or severe chronic pain, and opioid use disorder. The US Cannabis Council's launched a new super PAC, that's Political Action Committee, Legalize America, that aims to end the war on drugs. The organization announced on Wednesday that it's launched the nation's first super PAC devoted to cannabis reform that will be working to raise the profile of cannabis as a national issue in the 2024 election and beyond, promoting responsible cannabis legalization across the United States. According to MarketWatch, Legalize America is currently exploring fundraising efforts through roundup donations from customers at cannabis dispensaries. The publication explains this effort will soon begin with a test program at an unnamed location with hopes to expand to multi-state cannabis operators across the US. Matt Kahn's founder of Greenwave Advisors, a cannabis research and advisory firm, told the publication, Clearly, momentum is building in favor of federal reform as an increasing number of Americans support the end of cannabis prohibition. And now, Europe's headlines. The Luxembourg deputies approved by a majority, 38 deputies voted for, 22 against, a bill to legalize the cultivation and possession of cannabis at home for recreational purposes, subject to strict regulations. The consumption, possession and cultivation of four cannabis plants, if they're not visible from outside, is now legalized for adults in the home. However, these remain outlawed in public. The fine for possession of cannabis in public is reduced to between 25 euros and 500 euros for quantities up to 3 grams. If more than 3 grams, there will still be a risk of criminal prosecution for the time being, up to 6 months in prison or a fine of 2,500 euros. The law is expected to be published in the official Gazette by the end of this week or early next week. British CBD firm Lovehemp, which collapsed into administration earlier this year, is reportedly pushing to be relisted on the stock market later this year. The Mail on Sunday reported that Portillion Capital, which purchased the company out of administration in February for an undisclosed sum, have been investing heavily in the firm. As a result of their investment, they expect Lovehemp to make nearly £28 million in sales over the next 12 months. In its last reported full-year financial statement, Lovehemp said it made £3.6 million in the year to June 30th, 2022, down 16% from the £4.3 million reported a year earlier, both a fraction of Portillion's ambitious target. 
LH, as we affectionately call them in here in the office, is reportedly planning to raise money over the summer, aiming to achieve a valuation of £25 million before targeting a listing on the London Stock Exchange or an exchange in the US if it secures private funding. According to Companies House, the book value of Lovehemp's assets as of March 23rd was just over £1.5 million. The wind has been taken out of the sales of European cannabis recently, with Germany opting to curtail its ambitions of a fully-fledged domestic adult-use market. Following a January 18th meeting between the European Commission Director-General for Migration and Home Affairs Monique Pariat and its chief negotiator, Health Minister Thomas Steffen, Germany changed its plans. At the time, many commentators assumed that Germany had been given a dressing down and concluded the EU was maintaining a hard line on cannabis. Very little has emerged from the German side on the exact nature of the January meeting with Ms. Pariat, or an earlier one on November the 14th last year. And the EC and the German Health Department have refused to disclose any details of what was discussed at the two meetings when approached by Business of Cannabis. However, after several conversations with senior German and European cannabis industry figures, we understand a tailwind for change may well be emerging in Brussels. With the EC still finding its feet in relation to how to manage the gathering momentum for cannabis reform, the consensus was to ease off on any speedy manoeuvres and settle for a more gentle pace, we understand. Malta is set to introduce random drug testing for drivers of all vehicles as part of a newly proposed zero-tolerance policy. The largely progressive new drug strategy for the next decade, which emphasizes the need to respect the fundamental aspect of human rights in that users are not criminals, is ultimately aimed at reducing the use of illegal drugs in Malta. However, the inclusion of random drug tests for drivers and possibly in workplaces has raised concerns over testing accuracy and unfair penalisation. Yesterday, Malta's social policy minister, Michael Falzon, announced the controversial new measures in a press conference alongside the release of the National Drug Strategy 2023-2033 consultation document. The new strategy's ultimate aim is to reduce the use of drugs and their resultant harms largely by focusing coordinated cross-departmental efforts on trafficking. A new national law enforcement body composed of representatives from various national law enforcement agencies will be established while enhancing the activities of police and giving them new powers to intervene. One of the 30 actions set to be implemented is the introduction of a new law on random drug testing for all drivers of all vehicles with a zero tolerance for all illicit drugs. And last week, the Italian government tabled proposals aiming to regulate the nation's booming cannabis light industry. The administration of recently instated Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Meloni proposed an amendment to Bill 1038 on June 20, 2023, seeking to extend tobacco legalization to cover the low THC hemp flour sold commonly for consumption throughout Italy. The sweeping amendments laid out plans to create a tax framework while establishing an authorization system through the Custom and Monopolies Agency, the ADM. However, a day later, the government U-turned on its decision and withdrew the proposals for an amendment, but both local media and industry sources believe the proposals are set to soon be reintroduced 
in a different bill. The amendment proposals encompassed a number of key points, the first of which covered taxation. Under the new framework, sales of all cannabis-like products would be taxed at 56.5%, bringing them in line with the current levels of tobacco taxation. Cannabis events. We've got a couple of events coming up that we'd like to invite you to. We hope to see you there. First of all, Business of Cannabis New York. It's happening on the October the 4th. And once again, bringing together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Grab your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. And after a hugely successful event in London recently, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year will be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B Cannabis Conference and Expo. Tickets are on sale via Eventbrite or easier still, cannabis-europa.com. And of course, as always, we'll have the links to both of these events in the show description. That's it for another episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we would love it if you drop us a review in your favorite podcast listening app of choice. We love Apple Podcasts and trust me, it really helps other people make a decision to listen to this show. So we'd love it if you did it. 